a woman is swimming in Redondo Beach, and she has been a, a triathlon, an athlete, a surfer, a lover of the ocean. Suddenly she feels excruciating pain, and she is literally folded like a sandwich and bit by a shark. Her family watches and responds quickly. Her husband heads out to her, um, finds her, pulls her out of the water. Others are there ready to punch, attack, and do whatever they need for the shark, even putting themselves in harm way to be bit or attacked as well. Rescue teams come. She's helicoptered. She's gotten to care. She's raced down emergency room hallways. She's given full code, full care. Um, she has some recollections of all that happened. She feels excruciating pain, but also worry. She's talking about things that her medical team say, sweetie, we got to get your arm back on. <laughs> uh, she's out of it, but she's getting tended to, and she is alive today. A young boy, 12 years old, camping with his family. He becomes part of a wolf attack. He's taken by the face. He is shaken. He is hurt. His father, his mother, holding his baby brother, attack this wolf, shout, punch, kick, themselves get hurt. Watch their son almost torn apart and begin to grab all they have, a sleeping bag. The mother wraps a sleeping bag around his face, holds him together as they get in a canoe. They take a canoe into the dark, trying to find campers. They discover a camper who tells them a children's camp is farther down the way and has a medic. In the dark, with wolves circling, with wolves howling, running by land as they're in a shallow river, they canoe and paddle in the complete dark till they find a children's camp screaming, howling, waking all they can, get to a medic who then uses gauze and bandages and all he can, including CPR, to get this child as stable as he can. And then they drive eight hours to the local hospital. This boy has lost a lot of blood. This boy needs to have his face reconstructed. And this boy needs full care, full code. This family gets it, demands it, and has just been through the trauma right beside their child and fought for his life. Both these incidences are true. Both these incidents happened to real people. All families rallied around the injured person that was subject to some trauma that can happen in nature. And both received complete medical intervention and care without question. A little baby is born. A little baby struggles for air. The parents decide they need an O2 cannula on this baby. Oxygen is given to this baby. This baby is working for breathing. This baby is born in a level four, high, high care, intensive care unit with full capabilities for full intervention. Parents begin to notice the work of breathing and ask for a higher level of support. Parents have to spend days hearing why this is not helpful for the child grasping for their life. Parents eventually get a higher level non-invasive support. Child begins to need nutrition. Child has a floppy airway that will take months to years 
to get stronger and trained on eating food by mouth. Parents request a small rubber tube be gently pushed through the nose into the stomach and food given that way. Also an IV can give fluids and possibly if child were to get sick or have any issues where they're awaiting heart repair or surgery may need intubation. Intubation is a tube placed down the throat and a ventilator allow the child to breathe safely, securely, while they assess and wait for surgeries or specialists to decide the next move. Child is extubated, does decent, however, catches a cold. In a night while in an IC unit, full care, fully trained, intensive care nursing, doctors, staff, specialists, RTs, supplies, safety, hygiene, resources at everyone's fingertips. Child gasps for air and needs to be reintubated or possibly chest compressions. Staff steps aside and stops. Child gasps and gasps and gasps for air until the point of suffering and turning blue, yet still working. Parents are later told if we did chest compressions, that would be cruel. We could crack a rib and we could make the child bleed. That is a cruel thing for you to request. And child is not given chest compressions. Child is not reintubated. And child is not stabilized so that a surgeon can repair their heart. All of these three families had a loved one in crisis. One of these was not a trauma that came on unexpected. And one of these was literally in the intensive care unit when the trauma happened. Why was the littlest one that was in a high level care denied something such as chest compressions? This child has trisomy 18. Why is the medical community still telling parents that full intervention is cruel. When a family took it upon themselves in a dark forest to wrap their son's face in a sleeping bag and find total strangers to drive them eight hours to a place where it began over three years of complicated, uh, life-saving interventions and cosmetic surgeries to rebuild a man that is now in his 30s and takes his own children camping and shares of his trauma his overcoming, the torture that it did cause and him feeling like a wolf was around every corner in every hallway about to attack him after extensive therapy, love, attention, and treatment for his entire family to get over this trauma of almost losing him. They are put on TV. They have been offered a book. They are told they are wonderful parents. They are helped through all that they need the woman that was bitten by a shark. She's a hero, she's a survivor. She gets back in the water. She shares, she has trauma. She has fear, she has torture, but she has victory. She has earthly life and she lives every day to the fullest. And she encourages people every day to live their life. The third one goes quietly home 
with a death certificate that says trisomy 18, cause of death. Our children with rare trisomy deserve full care, full coat, full intervention, the exact same as a grown woman who was bitten by a shark and as a young boy who was the unfortunate uh, victim of a wolf attack. Trisomy 18 is a genetic condition that we can prepare for, that we know what helps, and if the day comes when it is that child's time to go, we know we have offered them the care. We know we have rallied for them. We have chased down the wolf. We have caught the shark. And it's not T18. It's a prejudice system that won't allow them to live. Things are changing. Parents are learning. We no longer can be naive and not know this is going on. And we lose children as well. We lift everybody up that is fighting for their life. We seek to help everybody heal from the trauma that comes when you hold your child and you run to help. And trisomy children are just as victorious and deserve just as much praise, stories, books, <laughs> TV shows, and to inspire you just as much as warriors with normal, with typical, I don't want to say normal, with typical chromosomes, your average chromosomes, your quote unquote, I guess, normal in our society, they deserve just as much um, care, praise, and hopefully inspire you just as much as all those amazing survival stories. I needed to say this because I have recently seen things not changing. Recently seen parents told chest compressions are cruel. Intubation is cruel. Feeding a child that can't feed themselves is setting them up for a life of dependency. And if you really hold their feet to the fire, if you really question why, and if you gave these examples, they would share your child won't grow up to be like these other people. My child is going to grow up to have her best earthly life. And my child, when she's in intensive care, she deserves intensive care. I hope people that wish for that as well can find it. Those that don't, this podcast isn't for you. And those that have reached the end of their journey, I have not been there yet. My respect and love to you and your little one. And just know, their life is as jaw-dropping, inspiring to me as somebody who fought off a shark. And you, Mama, and Daddy, and brothers and sisters who had to say goodbye too soon, I see you as those families in the canoe, paddling in the dark, screaming out, help us. And I cheer you on, and I want to be like you. And I hope we can help pave the way and light the lights and uh, keep the sharks and the wolves out of our hospitals. Thank you so much for listening.